Hello, and welcome to the Heaven Bound Podcast. My name is Jason Harden. I'm here with Roger Schaus, and we are opening the Bible in search of fuel for your spiritual journey. This is where we talk about life, the way it was meant to be, and what it means to be a disciple of Jesus in the 21st century. Thanks so much for joining us on the journey. Roger, here on Fridays, the last two Fridays in the month of February 2022, we are exploring what it means to follow Jesus with real commitment. We described this series or called it, I Have Decided to Follow Jesus. Last Friday, we looked in on an episode in the life of Peter and the life of Joseph of Arimathea, uh, the dangers, the, the the pitfalls of trying to follow Jesus at a distance. If any of our listeners missed that episode, of course, it is freely available right there toward the top of our podcast feed. But today we want to look at the other side of this coin. Let me ask you here, on a Friday, we're heading into the weekend. Maybe it's been a busy week and there are a variety of plans what does a committed disciple of Jesus look like? That, that's a great question. And, you know, we there's going to be layers and layers of different ways you can look at that. You know, what, what does a young disciple look like as he walks down the halls of a high school? Or what does a disciple look like when he's at work at, or at home? And, you know, a lot of different applications to that. But I think I think there's some running principles that connect to all of that. And we'll we'll mention some of these as we think about that. Just what would a committed Christian actually look like? And one of the first places I want to look at is in the book of First Timothy, or excuse me, Second Timothy one verse twelve, where Paul says, "For this reason I also suffer these things, but I'm not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced that he's able to guard that which I've entrusted to him until that day." There's that absolute solid faith. That's uh, that's going to stand out before anything else. As when we think about a committed Christian, he's a believer in Jesus, and that's his rock that he stands upon. That rock really shapes everything else in his life. His choices are built upon that. His home is is wrapped around that. That is who he is, and it's that faith that's going to get him through the troublesome times we live in. I mean, we're, we're right now talking about Russia starting another war, and where is that going to lead to? And there's worries about gas prices going up, and this issue, and that issue, and all these problems. But faith sees through all of that. Faith doesn't know the answer of those things, but faith knows the one who does, and that's God. And so the committed Christian, whether he's in school, whether he's at work, first and foremost, he has a solid faith in God. You know, that's something, obviously, that we encourage young and old to be committed to. But I'm I'm thinking just from the standpoint of our church family, we've got a lot of high school seniors who are on the very back stretch of their uh, high school careers. And some of them are pivoting into some sort of a job in the marketplace. Others are gearing up for uh, next steps of education. Some of them already know that they're going to be heading out of town here after a very busy summer quickly goes away. But how powerful when that faith has been made personal in the life of a young man or woman, 
I have decided to follow Jesus. We've talked to you and I here in recent weeks a lot about choices and personal accountability. It was in our last series, the prodigal who had to come to himself and walk himself back home, right? And and this is a a personal choice. I, I might have very committed parents, grandparents, aunts, and uncles, but the committed disciple has made this choice for himself, for herself. And, and let me just, while we're on this, let me, let me just throw on a couple more thoughts on this. You know, when that senior becomes a freshman in college now, you don't have mom and dad banging on your door, hey, time yeah. to get up and go to church. Uh, it's up to you. And if you're off at to the state university, you may be surrounded with with ninety percent of the people or a hundred percent of the people, but you are not going to be doing that. And that's a choice. You know, I believed when I was at home. Am I going to believe when I was away? And we, we think about the young Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, that fiery furnace. There they were. Everyone was bound down, but them. They were told, "You better bow down, or else you're going to be in trouble." And they stood. And they had conviction and they had faith. And they did not have a mom and dad behind them saying, now, boys, say the right thing. They didn't have a preacher saying, now, remember my sermon last week. What they had was something deep within them, and that was a rock that they were standing upon, and that's the Lord. Sounds a lot like the second verse of this old hymn that we've based our series title on, Though none go with me, I still will follow. Roger, when you hear that phrase, what sort of committed disciple do you have in your mind? Well, you know, I, I have one that, that doesn't fear what's around him. He doesn't fear the surroundings. Uh, uh, we've been doing some study in, in, from the book of Revelation on Tuesday, and there was Antipas, the faithful witness of God, who gave up his only life. He, he died being persecuted, became a martyr because of his faith in God. He put God before all things. And so uh, if you want to do what the crowd's doing, you want to do what's popular, it won't be walking towards Jesus. It's going to be walking away from Jesus. And those choices are going to become things that become so deep and so heavy, it may be hard to get out of someday. That's why each person must decide right now what it means to be a follower and a disciple of Jesus. The third verse of that hymn, of course, introduces self-denial, introduces the possibility of some difficulties, right? My cross... I'll carry till I see Jesus. Now, we know that this is not a 2022 sort of problem. There were multiple occasions when Jesus started talking about crosses 2,000 years ago that some who were following him decided, you know what, I'm... I'm just not sure about this. It, it makes me think, of course, of Luke chapter 9, verse 23, where he said to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? 
So, Roger, let me ask you, as we're heading into this weekend, where uh, there, there's all sorts of opportunities, challenges, various things in front of us, what difficulties might commitment to Jesus lead me into? Well, it's going to make, you know, you're going to have to draw a line sometimes with your friends and make a stand. I'm going to stand with Jesus. Your friends may give you opportunities to do things on Sunday morning. Hey, come over here. Let's, let's do this on Sunday morning. Well, am I going to worship God or am I not going to worship God? And let's go over here and let's do some partying. And that partying involves doing some things that's crossing the line. Uh, it's not just having fun and laughter and eating pizza. It may be doing drugs and alcohol. There's a line that's crossed. And so my commitment for Jesus is going to put me in situations that I'm going to say, no, I can't do that. Uh, I am a disciple of Jesus. Jesus first in my life. Seek ye first is what Jesus told the disciples to do there. And so, so when we think about a committed Christian, someone who's committed to God, first and foremost is going to be that faith in God. But that's not the only characteristic. I think we're going to see a joyous person. Joyous because they have the Lord on their side. Joyful because there's salvation. Joyful because they know where they're going. And that's, that's the heaven. Joyful because they don't have to have all the answers. God does. And if you look around us, there's a lot of gloom and doom, not only in the news, but on people's faces. People are angry today. People are depressed today. People are upset today. But the disciple, the one who's committed to Christ, he has every reason to have sunshine in his heart because of Jesus Christ. Nothing has changed because of that. You know, another occasion where Jesus started talking about crosses and some turned their backs on him is in John chapter 6. And as Jesus watches a great many people decide they no longer want to walk with him, he turned to the 12 and he asked them, do you also want to go away? And I think what you're describing, Roger, is exactly what Peter had in mind when he said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. What I see around me in my own community, in my own workplace, in my own classroom, on the news, whatever it is, may not exactly be honoring to God, but above everything else, I have found the words of eternal life. My cross I'll carry because I've decided to follow him. Even if none go with me, I'm still going to follow. He's the one who is the way to eternal life. Absolutely. I think another characteristic we could add, we talked about faith, we talked about joy. I think that would be serving. Yeah. Uh, we see that first with Jesus Christ. Uh, he came down to serve, not to be served, but to serve. And we see that throughout the life of Jesus as he was helping others and changing lives. And that's what a committed disciple will do, too. He doesn't, he doesn't have a mirror from his face always looking at himself. He's not always talking about himself. He's trying to lift up the burdens of someone else. He's trying to encourage someone else. He's trying to lend a helping hand wherever he can. And the reason he does that is because God has done that. God so loved the world, and so does the disciple. And the disciple is one who's committed to trying to make a difference in this world. So our hymn that we've been looking at here and there, toward the end of each one of those verses, emphasizes no turning back. Now, we sing that to each other periodically. Why is it important that I decide, okay, I'm all in? 
You know, it makes me think of some of these stories you hear about in ancient history. We read about it in the Americas. We read about it in various portions of the exploration of uh, of Africa, where some captain, some general leader would would have his troops come along, maybe in the ancient world, and they land on the turf of uh, some great exploration, or maybe even the enemy. And they get everybody on shore, and the leader has the boats burned. No turning back. This is where we are. Why is that important, a mindset like that for the disciple of Jesus? Because uh, going back uh, means returning to the world, and that's, that's just a dead end. There's no hope there. Uh, we sometimes use expression uh, burning bridges, and when you leave one job to go to another job, they say don't burn the bridges. And the idea is you may someday want to go back, or you may be working with those people again in another place, so you don't want to ruin the relationships. But but in the book of Romans, Paul says make no provisions for the flesh, and that that's that very idea from ancient Rome. As the Romans would cross into new territory, they would put some commanders at the back of the troops. As they crossed a bridge, they would burn those bridges. There was no going back. Make no provisions for the flesh. Don't have an exit plan where if things don't work out here, I'm going to go back to the way I was. Going backwards is really going backwards, and I don't want to do that. And so the committed disciple is always forward-looking. Troublesome times? Yeah. Uh, Dark valleys? Yes. Uh, Tables before my enemies? Absolutely. But still, it's so much better than what I had before Jesus. And that hope and that foundation is what keeps a committed Christian going. Makes me think of what Jesus said in Luke chapter 9, verse 62. No one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. You know, we're exploring what a committed disciple looks like. I think that last phrase is key to the whole thing, right? It's, I'm not going to try and conform the kingdom of God to me. The kingdom of God is. And by God's grace, I'm invited to be a part of it. Now, Jesus taught me in his great Sermon on the Mount, right? The way sometimes is uphill and difficult. The gate is narrow that leads to life. And so I need to submit myself to the king and make sure that I am fitting into the parameters of God's kingdom But here he is in Luke 9 saying, listen, this is not a, well, I'm going to test drive kingdom citizenship and maybe I'll be in, maybe not. I'll walk with Jesus for a little while, especially when I feel like I need him. But when life is good, you know, maybe I'll turn my head back over my shoulder and, and go somewhere else. That's not the committed discipleship we're being called to. Yeah, there's no saying that you should use in the country about coming to church services. You know, I'll be there, Lord willing, the creeks don't rise. Yeah. <laughs> well, my answer is if the creeks rise, you build a boat. You know, <laughs> you're going to get there. And, and that, that carries us to the fourth characteristic I think we see throughout the Bible of a committed disciple. It is faith, 
It is joy. It is serving. And then it's passion. Yeah. Passionate. Passionate about worshiping God. Passionate about this life as a Christian. There's a, there's a, there's a, an excitement about that. And he embraces that. And he wants the kingdom to thrive and grow and excel. And it's not a matter of just coming in there and just throwing some cracker and juice in my mouth and checking off, okay, I've been to church Sunday. No, he, he's been in time with Jesus. And he's passionate about reading his Bible on his own. He's passionate about talking to God. He's passionate about sharing that word with other people. And, and those are the characteristics you see. And that that's kind of wrapped around when we look at the life of Peter, uh, wrapped around the life of Paul. We see these passionate disciples. They weren't they weren't gloom and doom. Uh, they weren't on the the teeter-totter of, well, what should I do, what should I not do? No, they knew. They knew, and they were all in because of God. All right. So last minute or two here. We've heard, we've tried to paint as we head into the weekend what a, a committed disciple of Jesus looks like. We're not going to try and follow from a distance. If I stick close to him, Roger, where where is this commitment, do you think, going to lead me? One of the first things it's going to lead me to is immediate changes in my life. Yeah. It's going to give me a new outlook in my life. Um, I'm going to be less concerned about self. I'm not going to be talking about self so much. I'm going to have a better outlook, a better attitude. I'm going to start embracing kingdom words. I'm going to start seeing things from heaven's perspective and start realizing it doesn't matter how many cars are in my driveway. It doesn't matter how many square feet I have in my house, how big my TV set is. That's all material and superficial things. I start looking at things that really matter, faith, love, joy, hope. Uh, I, I start seeing really what makes a difference in people's lives. It's not how much this guy works or where his degree was from college. It's what kind of person he is and what kind of quality he has. And so, so first of all, there's going to be some immediate changes in my life. Um, my marriage is going to look different. My parenting is going to look different. My fellowship is going to look different because I'm putting Christ first in my life, and that's shaking everything down, and Jesus is on top. I have decided to follow Jesus. Though none go with me, I still will follow. My cross I'll carry till I see Jesus. No turning back. You know, Roger, that to me, I mean, thinking about where this leads, one of the the words that comes to my mind is is peace, right? You and I have both sat at the hospital beds of brothers and sisters in Christ, committed disciples, and they're at peace. They're at peace with the past. They, they, they certainly weren't perfect, right? They've made their fair share of mistakes. They know what it is to to have chosen sin at times. But because of Jesus, they're at peace with the past. They're at peace with their present. They're at peace with their time on this earth coming to an end. You don't enjoy that sort of informed, God-given peace if you haven't walked as a committed disciple of Jesus. And where this ends, not in the cemetery, as we've said over and over, our story does not have a the end to it. It ends in the presence of God, and it ends in the arms of Jesus, and it ends in heaven. That's where the committed Christ, Christian is going. And he knows that. And so what can man do to me? 
what's the worst thing somebody can do to me? Get me out of this world so I can get to heaven faster? Well, that's all right. Let's get there. <laughs> and, and so there's no fear with those things. And so the committed disciple is one who has a purpose. He has a direction. He has a hope. He has an assurance about him. He's not trying to figure out who I am, where I am, why am I supposed to be here, what am I supposed to do, all those fumbling questions that so many people have who don't have God. The disciple has that because he's committed to God. And because of that, his hope and his life looks bright straight ahead. You know, I what a great thing to be able to, to say and end this episode on with uh, today can be the day. Uh, that can start for for you just as surely as you're listening uh, today. The best time to start following Jesus was perhaps a year ago, five years ago, 10, 20 years ago, depending on, on how old you are. But the next best time to start really following, being a committed disciple of Jesus, that can start for you right here, right now this very weekend. What a blessing. It is. And and you just make that decision. And that decision is going to change your decisions. And so we're coming into the weekend. Why am I going to do Sunday? Committed disciple doesn't doesn't have to look out the window and say, well, you know, if it's pretty outside, I might not go. He knows. He knows. He doesn't care what the weather is outside. He's going to go worship his God. He's going to do what God wants him to do. And so being committed, it answers so many questions for us, and it keeps us safe from so many dangers, and it puts us right where God wants us to be, surrounded by the people who are going to heaven. I am his, and he is mine. What a great anthem that we're repeating to ourselves in the, the context of our church family all year long. Roger, thanks for joining me today. Thanks to all of you for listening to the Heaven Bound Podcast. We hope it's helped you set your mind on things above and given you a little more fuel for the journey. Always remember, when you're committed and you're walking with Jesus, you're heaven bound and the best is yet to come.